We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up green bay packers fans welcome back to another edition of the pack a day podcast i'm your host jacob morley you can find me on twitter at jacob morley i'm not joined today by my co-host and right-hand man ross uglum who is uh, busy this evening as we are reporting and as you know the season has really slowed down obviously since the season's over but really since you know we've been in the off season the news has mostly been dominated by the aaron Rodgers saga um, so we'll touch on that really quick here as we get into it. And the only news that I have that seems noteworthy to me is that he has a mustache. You might be asking yourself, why is that important? And it really isn't. <laughs> it really isn't important. But the fact of the matter is Aaron Rodgers has worn a mustache to training camp the last several years. Um, and he was seen at the Tahoe Golf, um, whatever, Thing he does every offseason at Lake Tahoe where he golfs. He had he was sporting the Fu Manchu mustache. So to me, that would indicate that he will be there during training camp. Um, and it, it, it'll be interesting. And it, this should all come to a head here in the next couple weeks. And it is going to be exciting for everyone involved to have Packers talk, you know, on the airwaves again, being able to actually talk about Green Bay Packers things actual physical things happening on the football field that involve Green Bay Packers. And we're going to get into that a little bit today because this will be the last time I'll be on the Pack-A-Day podcast before training camp is underway. So we're excited about that over here at the Pack-A-Day podcast. Obviously, as we, um, this is the deadest of dead periods for the NFL. So we're going to get into some stuff and some stuff that you've probably seen over on the interwebs or the ESPN you know, top 10 players at each position. And, you know, uh, Jeremy Fowler does an excellent job of collecting all that data and, and putting those lists together. Um, and you can agree with them or disagree with them, you know, whatever. It's it's not the be-all, end-all, but they're interesting to look at. And I think our very own Andy Herman has his top, you know, Packers list going on where he ranks like 90 to 1. And he's not the only one doing that. And we're I'm not going to do that today. 
I, I'm going to talk about who I think the top five Packers are on this team. And then we're going to start talking about some training camp battles that I think are just going to be really fascinating to watch unfold throughout you know late July, early August. But let's jump into some of who or who I think the top Packers players are. In, in my list, I want to preface this a little bit just because on my list, this to me, this is if you could take players off this team, depending on you know their talent level or depending on even how the Packers use them within their scheme, who are they most dependent on to be successful? So it's not necessarily, hey, this is the best player. And, and we'll get into that in a little bit here. But I, I want to say, if, if I'm Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk and I have a, I have a, a voodoo doll where I can you know, injure Packers players and you know, all that stuff and make his Vikings actually have a chance at being successful in the NFC North, who are the guys that I would take off this Packers team? Let's go... We're going to start from one. We're going to go to five. And then I actually have a – I'm going to give you a, a, a sneaky, a sneaky top top ten type player on this team just based off of what um, – I guess really based off of nothing <laughs> other than some things that I've heard this offseason. And, and, and we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So, number one, I'm not excluding Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is number one. You're a dummy if you don't have Aaron Rodgers as your number one player on this list. And when I was on these very airwaves two weeks ago, I talked about Jordan Love. And I talked about why I believe in Jordan Love and why I think he's going to be a very good NFL quarterback. That doesn't really change anything for who's the most important player on this roster. It doesn't. It's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers needs to be on this team for this team to be a Super Bowl contender. Because if he is, they are. If he's not, you're banking on Jordan Love being being an MVP caliber you know quarterback, which is nearly impossible in your first year as a starter in the NFL, unless you're Patrick Mahomes. I, I made some comparisons of Jordan Love and Patrick Mahomes. Um, not talent, not talent, but their situation. Their situation is very similar in how they came into the league, what was thought of them coming into the league. And I tried to be really careful, you know, two weeks ago when I talked about making the Jordan Love to Patrick Mahomes comparisons. And, and you can't, you can't compare anyone to Patrick Mahomes. You, it, it's silly to do. And some people, were in my uh, mentions and even in my DMs saying, hey, I can't believe you're comparing Jordan Love to Patrick Mahomes. I'm not. But their, their situations on how they came into the league are very similar. Um, and I guess I didn't do a good enough job of laying that out last time. But whatever. Aaron Rodgers is your number one Packer on this list with bullet. Number two, the man that predicts Aaron Rodgers, David Bakhtiari. That is... This, the Packers' second most important player on this list. And that is because what the Packers do with Aaron Rodgers on offense, you, you saw it against Tampa Bay. If if Rodgers is under duress, if he doesn't have time to kind of be the assassin from the pocket, things just don't – things look clunky. You know, he just, he's not in rhythm. He can't get through his progressions the way that he would like to. And he gets the ball out quick, but it, it's just different. It's different without 69 out there. So – 
off to a great start, right? The number one guy on the list, we don't know if he's going to show up to training camp. And the number two guy on the list uh, probably isn't going to be ready to play at the beginning of training camp. So off to a great start. Uh, number three, this is when I think some people are going to start kind of raising their eyebrows a little bit at, at my list. And before you do that, let me explain. My third player on this list is Elton Jenkins. And I'm looking at this through the lens of this team this year. If Elton Jenkins goes down, you're not only missing your all-pro, all-world offensive guard, you're missing a player that can play left tackle, right tackle, center in a pinch and play those at a high level. So with Elton Jenkins on this offensive line, it brings a certain level of you know safety, a security blanket for this offensive line because if anyone gets hurt and they need someone to go play that position at a high level, Elton Jenkins can do it. So – Without Elton Jenkins, they would be in a world of hurt. They would really have to shuffle guys around on the offensive line. I think they have good young talent at the offensive line. But Elton Jenkins is uh, quickly becoming one of the best, not only interior offensive linemen, just offensive linemen in the NFL. So Elton Jenkins, to me, is, is the third guy on this list behind the big two that I think a lot of people would say are Bakhtiari and Rodgers. Um Moving on to my fourth player on the list, the only defensive player on this list, and a lot of people probably could guess who it is. It's, it's got to be Jair. Jair Alexander's got to be and it got to be somewhere in your top five on this team, in my opinion. And with the way Joe Barry is going to want to run this, you know, kind of heavy cover two scheme, the kind of honestly similar to what we saw with Mike Pett last year, where we're going to say, hey. We don't want to get beat over the top. We want to make them dink and dunk. We want to make them earn you know, their 10, 11, 12 play drive if they're going to score on us. Well, having a guy like Jair in a, in a scheme like that essentially takes away half of the field. Um, even though you're going to be getting easy things on the other side of the field, it, it takes pressure it, – or sorry, it puts pressure on the offense to have to say, okay, well, they're going to give us certain things, but we're only going to be able to get them over here. And 23 over there is going to make you know life miserable for us if we try to attack him like he did all of last season. You want to throw it in the flats, he's going to blow it up. You want to throw a screen, he's going to blow it up. You want to throw the ball at him, the ball is going to be on the ground or in his hands. So uh, Jair has got to be in your top five. I think he's going to be the guy, kind of the, the, stop, the straw that stirs that drink on defense. You could go with other players here, like Zadarius could be in your top five. You could even say, you know, Kenny Clark maybe should be in your top five because he's – really the only proven defensive tackle on this team or defensive lineman for that matter. But I think this is just such a pass heavy league, such a pass heavy league that um, you got to have the guy defending the receivers. And you could also make the case, well, Jake, what about then putting Zedarius there? Cause it is a pass heavy league. Can we get him to get 20 sacks in a season? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, but I just think Jair um, is just more important to this team and what, and what they're going to do, especially if, if Z goes down, they have Rashawn Gary, they have Preston Smith and and some other options there as well. So you at least would have some cushion if one of those guys got hurt. If Jair gets hurt, you're looking realistically at a Kevin King, Eric Stokes outside corners, and uh, that may be suboptimal. We don't really know what we have yet in, in Eric Stokes. We, we, we do know what kind of play Kevin King is going to bring to the table, and, and I think that's, you know, that's average level – cornerback play in the National Football League. And that could be fine, but it's a lot better if Jair is on the other end playing out of this world level football in the National Football League. So 
Um, so to recap so far, my top one, Rodgers, two, Bakhtiari, three, Elton Jenkins, three, Jair Alexander, and number five. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Devontae Adams, right? Uh, you have to have him on the top five list. I honestly thought about I thought about leaving him off my top five list just because they don't they don't lose when he's hurt. He's but he's missed games in the past. They haven't lost any of them. Guys have stepped up. Uh, Matt Lafleur kind of makes do, but I think you ask anybody in that building, anybody in that organization, in, including Coach Lafleur himself, it makes his life so much easier. Seventeen is healthy. Um, it's just one last thing. He he doesn't have to scheme him open. Uh, Devontae does not have to be schemed open. He's just open, right? So that is helpful for this Packers team. And I think, you know, when you look at the Packers, that he's their all-time single season everything. Uh, he's, he's breaking records left and right. He might be the most talented guy in the last 10, 15 years to wear the green and gold at receiver. Um, so that's my top five. My sneaky pick, my sneaky pick for the top five guy is Josiah DeGuara. And if – and I know that sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy to say, well, gosh, a guy who played one and a half games his rookie year, you're going to say he's going to be a top five, top, no, sorry, top 10 most important Packers player of the 2021 season. Uh, I mean, yeah, I get, I get it. It's a stretch. And this is kind of me going out on a limb and just saying, one, Matt LaFleur loves this kid, loves this kid. I mean, we're talking Elton Jenkins level of praise when he talks about Josiah DeGuara. And then the second thing that I thought about is this isn't directly 
DeGuara. But what stuck out to me is talking to Big Bob Tanyan, uh, Matt LaFleur talking to Big Bob Tanyan and saying, hey, I need you at OTAs because I want to feature you in this in the offense this year. Yeah, I, I get it. Bob Tanyan is not just Zach DeGuara, but he plays a very similar position. And one thing we know about Matt LaFleur is he loves tight ends, loves scheming tight ends open. Um, loves using them for deception to, you know, look at certain formation and, and do something else. And DeGuara is kind of, you know, was kind of brought in to be the Swiss Army knife of this offense. So he could be a guy that maybe isn't going to be putting up huge numbers, but he could be a guy that I think if you ask anyone in the locker room towards the end of the year, a guy that kind of was a, a glue type guy, I could very much see Josiah DeGuara being that type of player. Um, so that's that's my top five, my top five, and a and, and kind of a an out there type pick. So I do want to get into training camp, and I think this year's training camp is going to be electric. It's going to be so much fun. One, I don't even need to mention Jordan Love. Jordan Love in OTAs. I mean, what other sport do you have an individual? who is being live tweeted every single rep, every single thing he's doing in practice. And it's not going to slow down. It is not going to slow down in training camp. So one thing I would caution all of us is let's pump the brakes a little bit, right? And I'm guilty of it as well sometimes. I get I get real excited. I get real excited when I see those those fun tweets about Jordan Love doing what he can do out there. And I get sad. I get sad when uh, I see the bad, you know, the bad. But the the fact of the matter is we're going to see both. We're going to see both. And in reality, I hope it doesn't matter. I hope 12 is back the, as the starting quarterback for this Packers team this year. Um, and then we can revisit this next year with maybe 10 being the guy. Um, but that that alone in itself is going to be a ton of fun. But there are so many other different positional battles that I think are going to be just absolutely fun to watch. And I think the first one is that offensive line room. And offensive line usually is not something you would say, wow, that's a fun that, – those are fun battles. And honestly, with offensive line too, there, there's also things that we aren't seeing, that these coaches are seeing, that got, they're asking these guys to do different types of techniques, different types of pass sets, you know, uh, and stuff that we – that's above my head that I don't know what they're asking them to do. And you see it every year where all of a sudden it's like, wow, this guy looked good in camp. This guy looked good in camp. And then they kept someone else. And that someone else might be like Elaine Taylor, you know, someone that ends up being a really solid player for this team. And with the offensive line room, I think they've done a really, a really good job of adding competition to the interior offensive line room. And some of the questions I think you have with, this training camp is 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 Josh Myers going to just grab hold of that center position and just not let go of it? I know that's what the Packers want. They're giving it to him. They're saying, "Hey, it's yours. Here are the keys. Don't crash." But is he going to crash? And if he does, what happens? The only other center on the roster that's listed at center is is Jake Hansen. Now, I think you know there's a thousand different way, things they could do. Lucas Patrick can play center. Uh, John Runyon Jr. can probably play center. Obviously, Elton Jenkins can play center. They, they would they would be able to do something, but they don't want to, right? They want that to be locked in, and they want that to be, hey, day one, you're the starter. Let's roll with Myers at center. Let's figure out everything else. 
because the other big question is where's Big L? Where, where's Big E going to play? Is he going to be at guard? Is he going to play tackle? It all depends on 69, the number two player on my list, the two and three player. Where are they going to play? Are you going to keep them on that left side and just let them be probably the most dominant left side in, in football? Or are we waiting for Bakhtiari to get back and play an out in that left tackle? And then who's playing guard? You know, so there's so many different questions. And I know these are things that we've all talked about and probably all thought about as well. Um, but there are some guys on this list that that intrigue me. Uh, ben Braden is someone that uh, Coach Coach Steno, Coach Stenovich, Adam Stenovich, who is probably going to be a head coach in this National Football League in the next two or three years, very, very highly thought of, and the proof is in the pudding if you watch his offensive line group the last few years. He likes Ben Braden a lot. Talked about him competing for a starting job at guard or tackle. So there's a guy, there's, there's a name that we need to keep an eye on throughout training camp. Uh, John Runyon Jr. is kind of Packers Twitter. You know, they're kind of, he's kind of our guy, right? Our guy that we like that we're saying, hey, he should be a starter at, at guard. Okay, maybe, right? Um, if Bakhtiar is back week one, which I think, you know, the type of athlete he is, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if he's back week one. So you have Bakhtiari, left tackle, Allen Jenkins, left guard. So let's say he's healthy. That's locked in. Josh Myers at center. They want that to be locked in. Billy Turner at right tackle seems seems very likely. Honestly, of, of all five of the positions right now, considering the injuries and everything, Billy Turner at right tackle seems like it's probably the most uh, locked down position. But even then, they can move him to left tackle and, and play him there. So um, it's interesting. All five of the spots, there is a little bit of uncertainty within them. The The big battle is is that right guard spot. And, you know, is it going to be Lucas Patrick, a guy who they you know they like him. He's played, he's played good football for this team at, at guard. I think they would prefer to get someone a little bit bigger in there at, at guard. Um, and a couple guys that are big are like your Ben Bradens, John Runyon Jr., Zach Johnson. Was on the practice squad all last year. If you're not familiar with Zach Johnson, he is the now second-year player at North Dakota State. Big kid. You know, he's 6'5", 315, 320, huge kid. Um, someone that, if you look at training camp last year, he's kind of what I was talking about when you say, well, he looked lost. He looked absolutely lost last year. He did, And he did. He did look lost. But that doesn't mean in the meeting rooms. That doesn't mean while watching film, the coaches saw something in this kid that they liked. Obviously, they did. They kept him on the practice squad all year. He's one of the few guys that was on the practice squad all season. I think he was even elevated at the end of the year. So he's a guy that no one's talking about that, heck, he, he might be surprised at this camp. Maybe not as a, for a starter. Jeez, that would be wild if he uh, ended up winning that right guard spot. But just someone to compete you know, for that six, seven, eight, ninth guy. How many people are they, going to, are they going to keep? That's the other question. Is the numbers game with injuries? Do they are they are they are they going to be more prone to keep ten guys um, in the offensive line room this year? I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, so I think that's going to be really interesting. Just kind of watch how that unfolds. You know, unfortunately for some of these guys, especially at that position, that's a brutal position. Sometimes injuries kind of sort that stuff out, um, and maybe it will. That's a, that you know having that many talented players is is a good problem to have. You know, we didn't even talk about Royce Newman. We didn't even talk about Stepaniak. You know, guys that they drafted, that they like a lot, that are that they have rostered for over a year and that they've drafted in the past year. There are so many there's so much talent in that room that it's going to be fascinating just to watch it all unfold. Um, the other the other room that I think is gonna be really interesting to watch is the cornerback room for obvious reasons. Last year, 
You know, it was what everyone wanted to point to as the reason that this team didn't play in the Super Bowl. Not wide receiver, not safety, not defensive line. Cornerback was the reason a lot of people want to say, hey, that's what held this team back last year. They didn't have a second corner. Shannon Sullivan was up and down. Okay, so they went out this offseason and they they add two draft picks. They have some holdovers from last year. Um, some talent that we think uh, maybe could maybe could they can develop. And the guy that is kind of become a Twitter darling as well as KB and Anto. The I think this will be his second or third year. He's dealt with injuries for the first two years. He's a wide receiver convert. Um, someone that I, I think is going to be really interesting to watch. And, and it, you know, when is the last time you, you think of the track record for Packers and bringing in undrafted free agents? Uh, they have a pretty good track record at the uh, defensive back position when you look at Tremont Williams, UDFA, Sam Shields, wide receiver convert, UDFA. Could KB and Anto be the next guy to turn some heads and – and kind of make a name for himself. Tremont Williams is an interesting one too because Sam Shields was was good. Like he was that was that's a wild story. And I don't think people realize how crazy that is is Sam Shields basically coming in and being the third corner on a Super Bowl team his rookie year as an undrafted guy. That's not the norm. Um, the norm is more like what Tremont Williams did where he was kind of an unknown guy was with Houston for a year. Um, then was released, picked up by the Packers, got a couple opportunities, and just kept getting better and better. And before you know it, he was—he's a Super Bowl champion, right? So, Kevion Anto—that those are you know those are huge shoes to fill. That's a very that's a very lofty bar that I just set. But you know he's talented, and he's shown that on the field the last couple of years. So he's an interesting guy to watch. Stanford Samuels is another really interesting kid to watch. Some uh, UDFA out of Florida State. Um, it's people are going to be when people watch him, they're going to be reminded of Ladarius Gunter. And I can kind of see it because they're long, long dudes with, with instincts, um, physical lack long speed. They just lack it. And, you know, Sam and, and Samuels could be a guy that could play good, good football for this team. I know Ross or my co-host here had him ranked really high. I really liked him coming out of the draft. But then he ran that really poor 40 time, worked out really poorly, and kind of you know fell off a cliff and ran into the Packers' lap. But they like him enough; they see the talent, and you know maybe maybe he can overcome that. Maybe he can overcome the lack of speed. I don't know, but it'll be interesting to watch, and that's what we're doing here. So uh, the last one on the list here for me is obviously Eric Stokes. I'm excited to watch him. In camp, obviously, you know he's a he's a first round draft pick, a guy that I think has made plays almost in every practice that we have been privy to, which is a, a good sign. You know he's going to get beat, he's going to take his lumps, but what you want to watch with these young first round corners is, is can can they show up every practice? Can they make a play here, play there in practice every day? And so far, he's done that. And, you know, what level of play does he need to get to to replace Kevin King in the starting lineup? I I don't know. But that's going to be something that I think will be interesting to watch, interesting to see unfold, is can he unseat Kevin King, who, you know, got a a nice one-year contract from Green Bay to come in and and play for this team. I don't think they really signed him just to come in and ride the bench. Um, So I think Eric Stokes is going to have to not, you know, that's not going to be handed to him. He's going to have to take that job. So can he do it? 
that that'll be interesting. Um, and then the last one, and, and training camp is interesting just in itself because there will obviously be stories that arise that we are not even talking about right now. Um, Juwan Winfrey is a kid that I think is is going to turn a lot of heads in train in training camp. He's been turning heads already, but you know he could be end up being the story of camp. Someone that, you know I just mentioned, but the uh, the last positional group that I'm interested in is the inside linebacker group, just because I think, you know, a lot of people want to dog on this inside linebacker room for the Packers. And I get it. I get it. They don't have a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of resources dumped into that position. But what I think they do have are two talented young players. I think Chris Barnes was an, an absolute gem of a fine last year as a UDFA. If, if Barnes does not get one iota better He's a solid player. He's a player that is useful. He's a player that will bounce around the league for a while. But the thing with young players is oftentimes they get better. And so if he can make a second-year jump, you could be looking at a a pretty nice inside linebacker player for this Packers team. And the guy that I'm even more excited about is Kamal Martin, a guy that I was very excited about after watching him after the Packers drafted him. I I didn't watch him at all before that, but once they – they did, and you go back and you watch this kid's, you know, junior, sophomore year tape where he's playing outside linebacker and then kicking inside. He's athletic. He is long. And you saw it last year. You saw the playmaking ability. He made more plays from that inside linebacker position last year than we've seen since Desmond Bishop, right? I don't know. Um, and, and he plays very similarly because he is a downhill player but I think he has the length and athleticism to be at least be okay. At least be okay on third down. You know, you don't have to be, you don't have to be Luke Keekley. You don't have to be Bobby Wagner or, you know, or Fred Warner or these guys that you can just keep out there on third down and not really have to worry about them. But you, you just have to be okay. And I think he can do that. So um, I'm excited about him. I'm excited about that group, those two guys that I think, I think both of them can develop together and become a pretty nice little combo there for the Packers. So, so that's all I got for today, guys. We're going on right a little bit of mumbling. It's like 27 minutes, I think, that I'm recording. So we're good. We're in good shape here. And uh, the next time, next time we're on Pack Day podcast will be not next Monday, but the Monday after that. And I believe training camp will be underway. So that is exciting, exciting stuff. There'll be a lot to talk about. Um, and it'll be more than just if Aaron Rodgers has a mustache or not. <laughs> it'll be actual stuff, actual news, which this this offseason has felt like it has been 20 years long. Um, but, friends, it is almost over, and we are almost to that light at the end of the tunnel where the regular season will then soon be upon us. So, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us today. And even more importantly, as always... Go pack it.